Welcome to Your Live Well, the podcast series bringing you expert-led advice, thoughts and opinions from across the breadth of well-being and from some of the amazing contributors featured at Live Well London 2020. In this episode, our experts explore the importance of sleep for our physical and emotional well-being. From the mythological eight hours a day through to thriving on just five hours, it goes without saying that none of us can go without it. But what does it take to truly sleep well? What is the impact of technology habits, hectic lifestyles and busy minds when it comes to our nighttime routines? And are there simple best practices that we can all put in place for a blissful bedtime? Our expert panel share their findings, tools, techniques and what they do to sleep well in this informative session aimed at harnessing the real power of sleep and maximising your well-being during those precious daytime hours. Sweet dreams. Um, I'll introduce myself. I'm Lucy. I'm editor of Woman and Home's lifestyle magazine, Feel Good You. I'm joined on the sleep panel this morning with three sleep experts. Um, We've got Natalie. (laughs) She's a mind-body specialist as well as a sleep therapist. She has devoted a decade of her life to helping improve your sleep. So she knows knows a lot. Uh, we've got Stephen Marks here, um, meditation and yoga nidra teacher. He's been practicing yoga for over 20 years, so it's safe to say he knows what he's doing with yoga. And then we've got our go-to diet guru, yes. Rob Hobson, well. registered nutritionist. Let's just give them what a round of applause here this morning. <laughs> Thank you. Good to share the stage. So before I start, I just want to ask, who here struggles with their sleep? Who didn't sleep very well last night? Yeah, who wakes I love up that. in the night? <laughs> who takes ages to wind down? Who thinks sleep is a problem? I know, I, I have a problem with sleep. Occasionally, so. yes. Thank you for bringing it to our it attention. Is, As annoying. the sleep experts on the stage, we put our hands up Even for that. the sleep experts have yes. problems. So it's clearly something that is a problem. We're all aware of the fact that sleep can be a bit of a burden. And um, it should just be a really nice, say, eight hours of should be. Tart. Yeah, really it should nice. be. But Eight sadly, it's not. <laughs> Natalie, <laughs> simply, why is sleep so important? <laughs> well, listen, how on earth do I put this ginormous subject that we all know so much about into one simple sentence? But I have to tell you that if you bother to turn up today, which you have, thank you so much. Sleep is the most important optimizer of your energy. And guess what? That's your best asset. So if you care about your mental health, your energy, your anxiety management, sleep is everything. It's not even a pillar of well-being. Mm -hmm. For me, it's the foundation. You can only affect any kind of behavior change if you have a deep understanding of your own really personal journey into sleep. And it's different from mine. Why on earth did we put our hands up as sleep experts? Well, guess what? I didn't sleep well last night, not because of my own capability, but because there was a storm. And I have two kids around me that came into my bedroom two or three times a night saying, I didn't like the sound. And this is the irony. Here I am getting on a 7 a.m. train because I care passionately about the behavior change aspects of sleep management for you, as does the rest of the panel. So let me just tell you one thing, one most important thing, and it's easy to talk about the positive impacts of sleep, but for so many people, they're really long term. You know, you already understand. Isn't it curious what happens if you don't sleep well? You feel a bit more sketchy, you can't access all parts of your brain. You're more aware of the fatigue signal in your mind and body. 
But if you don't sleep for more than six hours a night in one week, your blood sugar is turned pre-diabetic. Particularly at the moment, you're four times more likely to catch a common cough or cold. And guess what? Your blood sugar levels are out of the window. You don't have good control of your appetite. You can't heal properly if you've been exerting performance aspects. Like for me at the moment, training for a half Ironman. You don't heal well in your physical body. And in one night alone, on less than six hours sleep, your emotional signals and response in your brain, you're 30% more reactive. You already know what I'm talking about. It doesn't feel nice if you haven't slept well. You're more reactive rather than responsive. It's so easy to fall into that autopilot mode rather than the being mode where you can see and respond more effortlessly. So you feel more sketchy and you feel more stressed. And it is now a fact. Recent research, the anxiolytic enzyme in our brain, it's not just anecdotal, it is circadian sleep science research that is exploding in the last decade. So, so back to you. So what would you say, just as, just as a figure, what is the kind of the optimal amount we should be aiming for? I know it varies and we'll go into well, that in a bit. I think, what is a, I think the rest general? of the panel would, would agree. That's a little bit like saying, what is the optimal weight we should be? <laughs> That's a nonsense and it's really personal, but I will quote, and I seriously mean this, Professor Matthew Walker, if any of you have read in the last two years, the global bestseller, Why We Sleep, you know, I think sleep research puts it really, really bluntly. We need to have, we need to have to survive and have long-term mental health and well-being, which is why we're here at the Live Well Festival, between seven and eight hours sleep on average each night. And I know so many of us are not able to move towards that figure or see it as a mythological figure. So I want to open it up to the wonderful panel that we have today. Oh, I just want to ask, who here actually got seven to eight hours last night of good sleep? I okay, didn't. So a, fair, a fair few, but a lot of you didn't. Do, do we know what kind of the typical Brit is getting? I'm going to seven. open that up. Yeah, it's exactly. Seven. Just seven. Only just. Only just. I think about the, the about 30% get between Correct. five and six, mm -hmm. and about 7% get less than five. So... Yeah, less than five. But it's a that's, huge that's problem. Yeah. It's a big problem. It's, it's a really problem. big problem. And actually this year, 2020, is Public Health England, the year of sleep health, which is why Living Well, Live mm -hmm. Well Festival have put this on Saturday morning, yeah. 10 o'clock. It's super important to your health and totally. well-being. So, Rob, we're going to go on to yes, diet. You know what you're on about when it comes to food. Yeah. Um, and diet is obviously a massive part of sleep. Can you just tell me what foods are going to help us wind down for that perfect night's sleep? So, no food is going to... It's going to cure you of, of no. not sleeping, but it's definitely one of the pillars. I mean, I mm -hmm. call it behavior, uh, environment, and diet. It's the three pillars to help you sleep. And everything, all the sleep hygiene stuff sort of falls into those three pillars, and diet is one of those. So things that help are things like magnesium. Magnesium okay. helps to sort of quieten anxiety in the yeah. brain. It binds wow, to GABA absolutely. receptors. Um, so that's really important. Foods with magnesium are nuts and seeds. Yeah. Uh, we've got oily fish, and oily fish contains omega-3, which again mm -hmm. is used to make melatonin, which is the sleep hormone. It yeah. controls the sleep cycle. We've also got B6, so B6 mm -hmm. uh, found in things like poultry. 
And that's really interesting because that also contains tryptophan, which okay. is, um, um, you know, we hear a lot about tryptophan and sleep. Um, and this is an amino acid that's used to make serotonin in the brain that then converts <clears throat> into melatonin, which is, again, the hormone. So, yeah, those kind of foods, mm. trying to include those kind of foods into your yeah. diet is really important. I think um, a lot of people think B vitamins, though, energy. Yeah, so why would we take a B vitamin before bed? That's when we don't want energy, right? Well, it depends where you are with your energy. Because mm. actually B vitamins, the B6 and magnesium are severely depleted when you're stressed. And stress mm. is one of the reasons why most people mm-hmm. can't sleep, stress and anxiety. Absolutely. So, you know, trying to address those, reset the balance is pretty good. I mean, yeah. if you look at magnesium as well, magnesium is, we, we get rid of magnesium when we're stressed. The right. symptom of that is more stress and okay. more anxiety. So you end up in this vicious circle. So yeah. it's really important, especially magnesium, because you don't absorb a lot of it from your diet either. Yeah. So it's, it's a really important one for sleep. Yeah, um, super important. Yeah, so really important Stephen, you're like the wind down expert, okay? <laughs> what kind of foods are you eating before bed to really wind down? What's your typical well, kind of pre-bed diet? Well, I, well, I'd like to start with a quote if I can. Of course, yeah. yeah. From, a, from a 13th century mystic Sufi poet called Rumi. Yay! And what he says is this he says raise your words not your voice because it's rain that makes flowers grow not thunder so we've lost our ability to listen we're not listening to our bodies Mm -hmm. we're not listening to each other we're not listening to the planet yeah and you know we're just overwhelmed at the moment in life and Mm -hmm. if you're feeling overwhelmed that's the norm and there's a reason why we're overwhelmed because the time we live in is actually this is a special time. It's been likened to the Renaissance in, mm. the t- in terms of the speed of information. Mm. You know, we're, we're saying now things like uh, you shouldn't overeat. You know, a hundred years ago, you ate as much as you could. Yeah. But there's no filter for the brain and the mind. We're mm. just beginning to get into that territory. Yeah. You know, what is overconsumption for the mind? You know, it's, it's, it's a very interesting topic. Mm-hmm. And the world we live in at the moment is, you know, it, if you feel busy and overwhelmed, that's the norm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, um, bring it back to relaxation and yoga. You know, the ancient yogis were very interested in, in, in this question of, of, of the self thousands of years ago. And they, they, they fiercely debated this. And I know because I was there. He's so young. <laughs> but you know, they came up with this idea of the five bodies. Yeah. The, you know, so there's the physical body, the the, the 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 bones, the skin, the muscle. You know, some people are very defined by the physical body. You only got to look at Love Island to see that some people are very defined by the physical <laughs> yeah. body. Some, some some people are not in their bodies. You know, James Joyce said, Mr. Duffy lived a few feet from his body you know some people are not in their body um there's the mental body the mind some people are completely in their mind all the time you know mm. you might think you're in your head the whole time mm. Sixty thousand thoughts rushing through your head every day yeah most of it unhelpful noise Sixty thousand. Sixty thousand. words so Absolutely. physical body mental body energy body what's your energy like today you know mm. different from the physical body am i feeling infused tired am i feeling lethargic full of energy energy body mm. intuitive body wisdom body the idea that you tap into your insight and intuition mm. creatives talk about it mm. hearing the right piece of music the right passage yeah. and then the bliss body which is the relaxation body and that's very difficult to access but sometimes you can access it looking at a sunset playing with a child, listening to some music. Mm. So, so, you know, yoga takes this holistic view uh, of lifestyle. And, and, and Rob mentioned anxiety, stress. These are the drivers. Science is fantastic at looking at symptoms, but not the causes. 
So yoga gives a holistic view. You know, how you run your day is how well you sleep. Yes. From the moment you wake up, are you properly hydrated? Are you moving? Don't look at your phone for the first hour of the day. Are you taking breaks? Are you moving? I want to come Lots to of that. big things, sunlight, which, which um, Natalie mentioned. So, so it's really taking a, a, you know, a holistic view and every day trying to make the right choices. Hey, hey. And I applaud you. But actually, I think to really simplify that, as you said so succinctly, you know, the empowerment is within us. You know, right now, we are literally prescribing our quality night's sleep mm. tonight. Right. It doesn't respond to rumination. We cannot change the night's sleep we've had. I cannot change the fact my children, who are seven and nine, didn't respond well to the storm and decided to come and wake me up. But guess what? From the moment I woke up this morning, I can positively impact, as can you, as Rob just succinctly said, you know, tonight and Stephen as well, I think it's really important the amount of natural daylight we have. We have daylight right now, but it's not the same quality. It's artificial as we have later on yeah. in the I day. Mean, it's hard on days like this to get your daylight. Yeah, I mean, yeah I mean, but I mean, it's really wants to go so outside. important, da da so important. Daylight is a big one because... Massive one. The, the number one, actually, I think we, look, we all yeah. agree to yeah. our circadian yeah. rhythm. In the 1980s, they discovered that behind the Eyes, we've got yes. these cells called retinal ganglion cells and these cells are not to do with sight they're actually linked to our circadian rhythm our body clock our diurnal clock which we've come out of sync with you know when 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 electricity was invented it suddenly becomes a 24-hour society LED digital world but unless you get outside for at least half an hour every day yeah. to actually allow your body to, to connect with the natural rhythms of the earth you're going to be out of sync. So it's yeah. a very, very important one. And it makes sleep quality harder. So as mm. you so resolutely said, it's just a real natural ability to get outside half an hour before midday, no matter where you are in the seasonal cycle, no matter whether you're working on shift work or not, it's so powerful to impact mm. sleep quality. 46 minutes, you will sleep better every single night if you acquire 30 minutes before midday of natural powerful natural daylight sunlight lux from a nutrition perspective entirely as well. different the, and the timing as yeah, well yeah the timing but also vitamin d you get from the sun right so you're doubling up even more so it's it's all kind of works so what that means is you know for you guys is is instead of getting the tube to the yeah. stop near your office you know get off a bit earlier walk yeah it. and walk that's but, what it means for us i think it's really important to mm. say what do we do to strengthen yeah, yeah. all you want to do really simply strengthen that awake system but also strengthen the darkness. We need both natural daylight and darkness to survive, but also to prime our mental well-being, our natural rhythms for life. We are designed to be 24-hour mm -hmm. houseplants. We're talking in effect. about setting up your sleep for the night. Yeah. So say, let's what you've done this morning. From the moment right now. From the moment right now. <laughs> well, where does caffeine come into this? Because I think caffeine's a massive yeah. thing. We don't know what time we're meant to have. 
have drop caffeine. caffeine this morning. <laughs> but obviously, I'm sure all of us here have yeah. had a coffee. So caffeine is, it depends. You've, you've got a gene, actually, for caffeine on how quickly you metabolize it. So you're either a fast metabolizer or you're a slow metabolizer. But caffeine sits in your body for mm -hmm. three to five hours. Okay. If you're a slow metabolizer, it could linger for 12 hours in your system. So Wow, so if you, you have a coffee midday, you're, yeah, I, I you just think if you're having trouble feeling. sleeping, just ditch it. After yeah. midday, just ditch coffee. And don't forget, caffeine isn't just in coffee. Mm. It's in chocolate, it's in tea, it's in hot, some hot chocolates, medications. Check your medication. If you've got a cold, you're taking medications. Some of those are loaded with caffeine. Yeah. And you really want to sleep because you're trying to get better. Yeah, there's loads of loads of different things you need to look out for. But but yeah. So having that dark chocolate before bed could be scuffering. But but also be, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But let's sleep geek out on this for a moment. What is caffeine really? It just completely masks adenosine. Okay, so it just completely covers up the feeling and the enzyme for tiredness and fatigue. So in effect, it's just fake energy. So sure, we can use it. I work with athletes, as most of us do, you know, Team GB athletes. We use it on purpose as a performance enhancer, but only for a purpose and a meaning. If you're smashing caffeine every day, kind of just yeah. blase, and this is the problem I think we all agreed in our conversation yeah. earlier with lifestyle insomnia, we're all effectively putting so much of a handbrake on our sleep quality by the things that we do every day I think we are just, a nation of sleep hijackers because yeah, what I found exactly. when I wrote my book is that you tell people what to do and they know what to do because it's actually <laughs> really simple I know. it's just that you have to change your behavior and it's like weight loss it's like anything else it's quite hard to do we so don't take it seriously well it's not it we, would, we would argue that yeah, it's yeah, easy it's to, do, to do but the number yeah. one thing you need to do is bring meaning yeah I would ask you right now, you know, if I said to you on a piece of paper, what meaning do you bring to your sleep? It's just, I don't know, it's just downtime. I kind of feel better. You, it isn't the number one force in your day. If you said right now, if I get a good night's sleep, it's going to help me to be on cognitive form. I can do my speech without notes, whatever. If you bring more meaning to it, the lifestyle and the behavior changes match it because it's the number one principle. Mm. But for us, we absolutely put doing mode first and foremost. I, I, we pack in the doing mode and we don't pay attention to the being mode. And I'll let Stephen bring into that. No, I just wanted to, wanted to say you, you, you mentioned Matthew Walker. Yeah. Um, um, now, Matthew Walker said, you know, has this this theory that you you, you know you need seven or eight hours, and I, I don't personally believe that we have this inflexible requirement for seven or eight hours sleep. If we did, we'd be extinct as a species. Yeah. You know, it depends <laughs> At the on moment, yes. it, it, dep it depends on how you feel. You know, like the seasonal. Um, you know, if you're in love, anyone remember what it was like to be in love? You don't need sleep, right? You nope. just you can just survive on nothing. So so it's you know it, it depends on how you feel, uh, and, and we're remarkably resilient as people. And, and uh, you know, so so it, 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 if you're not if if you don't sleep that well, take a nap during the day. I'm a big fan of naps. You know. Um, yes, power yeah. naps, micro naps. Yeah. They're restorative. Yeah, power naps yeah. are hard for the typical person. No, here they're not. Let's break it down. All three I of us can just, say it's I easy. Can't I think if you're working a in a nine to five, it's quite yeah. It's I mean, got Oh my goodness, the best workplace well-being. So I'm working with Morgan Stanley at the moment. They've just introduced an enormous room for meditation and well-being. Guess what's in it? 
just about nothing other than a living wall. But let's break it down. No, Actually, are, we you, don't need to have a, we can have a wide awake nap. It doesn't need to be this perfect environment. It can be just retreating into ourselves. How many of you are comfortable with silence? If we sat up here for the next hour and said the number it one thing that you could do for lifestyle, insomnia recovery, or anxiety recovery is to just sit and simply trust our own breath, you might think I'm mad. <laughs> well, Stephen, I wanted to touch on meditation yeah. with you. Yeah. Um, meditation pro here. Can you tell us how we can, can we really wind down in a few minutes? Yes. Say, say we get in, a lot of us will get in late. You know, we shovel our dinner in. We're like, right, we need to get to bed. Oh. But we're wired. Our brains are not resting. How can we very quickly slip into a nice, calm state? I mean, I think it. You know, meditation gives you the tools to do that, most certainly. But 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 they're not the only tools. So, um, you know, if you're watching Game of Thrones on Netflix before you go to sleep, and I love Game of Thrones, right? <laughs> Me uh, too. It, it's not. It's not going to help. So so it is about that last hour of of of, of before you go to sleep. Just thinking about the, the wind down, the wind down activities. So it could be tidying up. That's a great one to do, actually. That's mm. it, it, not cognitive. Um, it could be listening to a piece of music, turning the lights down a bit. Um, yeah, I mean, meditation is a, is a very powerful tool. You know, my, what I do is is a sleep meditation. It's a guided meditation. So it's bringing a storytelling tradition. So I believe that that we've lost the storytelling tradition. You know, years ago, we'd sit around campfires telling each other stories before we went to sleep. And, and, and that's what I do with my work, a lot of storytelling tradition. You know, there's a bit of mystery uh, in that. And I think that's important. Um, so it's it's a question really of, of, of just, rather than like, I'm going to bed now, that's it. Mm. You know, head hits the pillow, yeah. mind is like, you know, Buzzing. just on steroids. This you is know? the problem. So, so, yeah. so it is about coming down. Um, there are a lot of good guided meditations out there. Um, mine are obviously the best. Uh, no, um, I have no, I have no ego. Gorgeous uh, um, voice. Um, but it, it's yeah, it, it, it could be music. You know, yeah. Um, uh, there's an incredible amount of research now about neural pathways and um, creating a neural pathway in the brain when you listen to something that works again and again. Children actually have this. You, you'll talk to you know a lot of young children will like listening to certain kinds of music. So explore the sort of music that makes yeah. you feel relaxed. Could be classical music, could be ambient music, and have that ready, you know, yeah. in your room. And if you wake up at night, you can play it again. Now, when I learned my sleep meditation techniques, um, my teachers, um, you know, incredibly fantastic teachers. If I listen to their voice now for for more than 15, 20 seconds. It's like someone's not <laughs> really on top of their head. Association, yeah. You know, it, it, it's about creating habits and yeah. patterns. Mm, so, right. so it's 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 not difficult. But that yeah. makes it really brilliant because it's creative and bespoke to you. You know, in essence, what we're saying is how can you shift your state? And for so many of us, what are we really doing in terms of lifestyle insomnia? We are doing more. We are just priming the awake state. And then guess what? The number one problem, I run a sleep clinic. So for the last 10 years, most of the time it's lifestyle insomnia. It's a lack of ability to just down regulate, whether that's your breath, 
lifestyle choices, you know, oh, I didn't realize just eating late at night because I'm really hungry, I've been starving. I haven't been paying attention to a signal of hunger and restoration throughout the day. So I'm just using that last hour at night. Which is just, not the hour No, to do but it. just simplify yeah. it. Just think, what is the number one signal to me right now? If I'm tired, how can I work with that? That doesn't mean staying up on autopilot and just doing the one thing that feels kind of unresponsive, hypnotizing myself, watching more Netflix and it's five, four, three, two, one to the next show. That blue light retina that you spoke about. Sleep science is exploding. We can really simplify and I love your new book. Rob, particularly because we need to simplify this conversation. All the best sleep enhancers and sleep quality are the number one things you can do for free. Mindset, mind body medicine, learning your best way to down regulate, whether that's through music, yoga, meditation, mindfulness, like myself and and yourself right here but finding your way and some practical things as well you know give you a few practical tips you know the bedroom is for sleeping yeah. it's not yeah. for work it's not for working yeah maybe for one other thing but it's not for working <laughs> the it, best thing it's not it's for fun you shouldn't have your tv no. in the room you shouldn't no. have a computer in the we, bedroom we really you know, don't uh the number so it's so a bedroom is a sanctuary number yeah. two well, make it make it dark you know work on work on blackout put an eye mask on if you if, if it's you're struggling with that make yeah. it quiet as well if you can i know that's not easy but 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 the idea of quietness in the bedroom the idea of maybe some essential oils you know yeah. making it making it comfortable making it making it your sanctuary it's got to be a, it's got to be somewhere you want to go because i really really struggled with sleep i survived for years on less than four hours sleep a night and it was really tough That's crazy. and one of the biggest things for me was um decluttering my room so i used to say no that's a load of rubbish that's yeah. really not going to make any difference whatsoever but my room i'm so messy my room looked like <laughs> the wardrobe had just thrown up all over the over the place <laughs> but once i totally cleared it out and i cleared everything from under the bed i knew everything was organized in the wardrobe just mentally i knew everything mm. was clean i mean my room literally looks like a hotel room it's got a bed two side tables and low lights and that is it and it stinks to high heaven of lavender that's good but nice. I go in and I'm like oh I just want to get into bed and these it's are all so great nice. these are factors that totally. we can influence obviously yes. you know you can't help a snorer turn them over your noisy neighbours people oh. outside doing the bins these are all yeah. annoying you, things that we have to sort yeah. but also what about our bed this is another factor oh. which can oh. work are you one well, pillow or are you two yeah. pillows I'm, I'm, your mattress? I'm, I'm two yeah. pillows with a coddle pillow oh I might have a little yeah. cuddle pillow Oh, and I'm a pregnancy <laughs> pillow. Everyone's on the pregnancy I do a little bit of work on sleep tech for some of my clients, and uh, there's some amazing stuff out there at the moment, from headbands to, yeah. uh, to you know yeah. mattresses. There's a sleep robot now really? that, you can hug, that you can hug, and it, and it simulates your breathing. I, I think that's all it does. Regulates your heart rhythm. What's your thoughts on weighted blankets? They're amazing. Big right now. I know I'm a big fan of any tool that that empowers hours your sleep quality yeah. has to be amazing as long as you're not self-reliant that's the only thing yeah. because if we travel if we're reliant on anything like your sleep app there's over 2,000 meditation apps so I'm I'm working with them but I'm always like you can learn everything you can learn to down regulate 
regulate your sleep, just like a sleep-weighted blanket yourself. What is it really giving you that feeling of comfort? Well, guess what? You can train your mental skills to give you the same without being product-based. That's where I'm from, and my wrist is free. But if it helps, because I've been writing a lot about exactly author somnia. So it's when people have become over-reliant. Oh, and our wrists are all free, aren't they? Because you get so obsessed with the data. Yeah, researchers found that they they had insomnia because they were trying too hard to get the perfect number on their I I think I've um, stopped wearing mine to bed mainly because this needs charging overnight anyway (laughs) so I can't wear it you don't need it the stress of the light waking me up yeah no no that's not good and I think think, think temperature is a good one which people overlook so actually actually people think that the bedroom should be really warm but actually between 16 and 18 degrees Celsius and that is linked to the cycle of the earth again so when we lived outside which is where we all came from mm, the sun yeah. went down it got cooler and and that's when we recognized inherently that we should sleep so if your bedroom is too warm it could be having an effect on your sleep yeah. well yeah. also you feel the response when you get up because when you get up your body's flooded with cortisol and your body temperature naturally rises to get you up so if your room's really hot it's almost yeah. like you're not going to feel these you're, well, you're missing out on that natural up. high yeah. of energy yeah, but also yeah. let's kind of talk about sleep research just two degrees difference they took a bunch of insomniacs and a bunch of I guess regular sleepers if there is such a thing and two degrees difference they were able to regulate the people that associated with being insomniacs with being normal average sleepers so the sleep quality changed two degrees difference and it's so tempting I think even for me I've just moved house and I've got a new hive system because I care about the environment all you have to do is change the dial because you're seeking comfort and regulation but you can get that elsewhere like the number one thing you can do is protect your sleep and yet if you move the dial two degrees you're eroding the best access to health and well-being that you can get so it's such on a knife edge the same with food the same with self-medicating maybe feeling fatigued or upregulated and stressed it's so easy to reach for a beer or a glass of wine and it doesn't feel particularly corrosive at the time because you're like, oh, it's only one, you know, yeah. a, a couple of portions. Well, it's fine. Is a yeah, issue. well, it's a sedative. So people, so many people I see, and this is athletes in particular <laughs> that care about alcohol, as we all do. I drink alcohol, but I also know how impactful it is onto my sleep quality. And it's annoying. But when it wakes I, you up, doesn't it? It knocks oh, you out but it, but and it, wakes you it up. just doesn't give you the best sleep staircase. So even if you wake up feeling refreshed, even two home poor GNTs, where you're not feeling Stop rock it. and roll, mm. okay? I know uh, this was recent for me six months ago to the best sleep technology kind of regulator, Bedit, which is under my mattress. I'm a sleep expert and a sleep expert therapist working with people day in, day out. And yet for me, just a bit of a, I guess, a shift change into working mode and weekend mode is just a gin and tonic. Okay, I'm not measuring it out like mm. I'm in a bar. But even just a home poured portion, I woke up feeling amazing, as refreshed as I could be certainly far removed from hungover. And yet when I looked at my sleep staircase profile, the quality and restorative factor of my sleep was entirely different. It was like that to that. (laughs) It's it's annoying. But look, that's for me to be empowered upon. You know, what is my choice? What does sleep mean to you in the moment? 
I think alcohol it plays a big part. A lot yeah, of us would go out in the evenings. I went out Thursday, had two glasses of wine, and yeah. woke up on Friday feeling horrendous because my sleep had been. You're obviously not drinking t- the right wine. If you're drinking biodynamic <laughs> wine and lots so of I'm water just at the same bar, time, like everyone else, and having a drink, <laughs> so, living you know, your we, best we life. We can't control all of these things. Yeah. Rob, I want to talk to you about hormones because I know a lot of women find at certain yeah. times of the month there are going to be periods where literally, yeah, literally. <laughs> you know two days a few days you might find your sleep is kaput which is normal or, yeah, by the way yeah. normal what is there anything can you explain this firstly what does typically happen so we feel a bit more normal maybe well I'm, I'm not entirely sure but obviously uh, it could be to do with the fact that you're uh, the same link as sugar cravings so serotonin levels drop when you're at a certain stages during your period so that's why why you crave carbohydrate foods to try and boost up that serotonin so that could be a factor yeah. blood sugar dropping through the night could be a factor yeah. it might be really practical stuff you might just be eating the wrong kind of foods before you go to bed mm. because you're feeling like yeah. you want more comfort food that can lead to heartburn which can keep you up um, food guilt is really popular with women so they might feel guilty for eating certain mm. foods late at night and that Please all don't. yeah very complicated um, and then yeah I mean hormonally not just periods but if you think about menopause as yeah. well so eating the right foods for the menopause mm. if you're menopausal and you're having hot flushes for example or night sweats make sure you're not eating the kind of foods before you go to bed or drinks that are going to encourage that like alcohol chili spicy foods Mm. that kind of stuff upregulate but think of magnesium again magnesium and b6 are really good b6 especially during your period is a really good one to Mm. balance hormones um yeah 50 milligrams um in a in a tablet form really really effective and magnesium as well to to sort of balance out the mood side of things it's really good what about jet lag because jet lag is awful for obvious reasons does affect our sleep massively is there any hacks when we're traveling to help us keep jet lag to minimum timing of holiday feeling horrendous I timing think of food. You sh- I think you should try and stick to your sleep schedule as much as you can so you're just trying to get back on track I think it's really hard especially when people get back you know the best thing you can do for your sleep is to get the wake up and sleep consistent strengthen strengthen that that Mm. thing so I would do that I've personally I've taken melatonin which kind of helps Um, uh, those kind of things are useful Um, it's just about getting you there's no magic cure entrainment is a good one so getting so getting into the rhythm of where you land so And getting the body the body temperature yeah, up, and getting outside, responding yeah. skillfully yeah, it, 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 to where yeah, you are. Yeah, tra- entrainment is is important. Um, I think that there's some good apps out there. Time Shift is a good one. Yeah, 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 it's really but, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Time Shift is a good one. If you've ever used Time Shift, I mean, I used it. It was very good when I was in Singapore, and oh. um, it, it tells you to go to bed a bit earlier, a couple of nights before. Really? And it, yeah, That's and great. then and then it tells you uh, not to sleep on the plane. And it was all working beautifully until I had a few glasses of wine. <laughs> it, it, exactly. w- w- when I arrived, it's hard to uh, say no to the yeah, wine. No, no. It, uh, joking yeah. apart, it's 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 a good one. Yeah. Um, the, uh, there's a guy I work with called Chris Babioti. No jet stress. Very well, very good on great. jet lag well, as yeah. well. Well, there's no escaping it. We cannot escape jet lag, but we can skillfully respond to jet lag the same as we can to any kind of stress or fatigue or feeling of insomnia. How do we best do that? With our mindset, attention to breath and trust in breath. 
How many of you here actually really spend time, the one time before you go to sleep when we have to put down our devices? <laughs> and actually, we all know that silence isn't really silence. It's the most loudest time for our inner soundtrack well, actually, to our yeah, mind. Let, let, that's a very good point. Let me just ask, yeah. how many people sleep with their phone in the bedroom? Yeah. Put your hand up. Right, I used to until I know now. Absolute no. Absolute no. no, no. I appreciate your honesty. I've got to tell you, the phone should not be in the bedroom. No. I've got to tell you, outside the room. Seriously, because this is what happens. Yeah. Okay, let me give you an example. Um, anyone here wake up uh, early this morning? Yeah. Okay, okay, <laughs> right. Okay. okay, right. So, so uh, what did you do when you woke up? First thing you did? Huh? Check your phone. Okay, and then what, you, then what you did is you did a calculation. <laughs> then you did a risk assessment. Then you're awake. Then you're looking at Tinder or yeah. something. And then you're like, you know, oh my God. You know, that you're, is an you're, essential maybe not morning app. <laughs> you know, maybe not sorry. that early. But the point is the phone should not be in the room. You know, you wake up 10 to 12 times a night. That is normal. Yes. But you rebound back into mm. sleep. Now, if you wake up and you don't know what time it is, you go to the toilet, whatever, you get up, come back. It doesn't really matter because you don't know what time it is. Honestly, a game changer for me was not having my phone in the room. Outside, I can hear the, hear the alarm. It's still emitting signals. Even if it's off, it's still emitting signals. Mm. Phone outside bedroom. Good. This Perfect. is a hard one. I challenge you all game to do changing. that tonight. Do it. Um, game it changing. And it's for free. Like, why would you not do that? As okay. you said, you know, the light signal to the back yep. of your retina. But also oh, the no. behavior change, you're not, you're not <laughs> anticipating anxiety or Tinder, how many notices you've I got. I don't actually whatever. use it, but... <laughs> you mentioned just, it. It's getting really but exciting. Cool. No Tinder, no coffee, no yeah, alcohol. Basically, <laughs> but just honestly, you are the best technology. All the best free yeah. sleeper hacks are for free. They are. But along the simple. way, you will pay attention to your anxiety levels, down regulating, but also your mental health. Oh, yeah, yeah. You'll gain trust in your breath. And also trust in your own signals with silence before you go to sleep. Or if you wake up, like I was brutally woken up at 4.10 this morning, yeah. hyper aware that I needed to be on point with no notes, no laptop, I, no slides. I think, I think there are two, it's two, important. Two, two things, you know, try to encourage people to actually look forward to sleep. Yes. You know, like, like you know, people are like, oh yeah. my God, I've got to go to sleep. the most precious I, thing. I've got to go to sleep now. I'm not, you know, look one, look forward to sleep and two, um, Natalie picked up very importantly on breathing. So I'm, yes. gonna, I'm gonna give you one really great technique. Oh, good. Really great technique, which is an old Sanskrit technique, Hindi technique, um, which you can take away with you. Um, now, thousands of years ago, water was the technology. You know, we think of like, you know, computer as technology or, or electricity. Water was the technology, water, you know, very interested in water. So it's a breath in through your nose and it's a breath out. And counting to four, putting your hand on your stomach, breathing in for four, and breathing out for four. And as you breathe in, you visualize the tide coming in on your favorite beach, wherever that is. Nice. And as you breathe out, you visualize the tide rolling out. And that's the breath. It's an abdominal breath, so it's using this part of the stomach. That naturally happens when you, when you lie down. Babies do it, you can do it. Um, that sort of breath, breathing in, breathing out for four, visualizing the tide coming in, coming out. If you wake up in the middle of the night, try that. It's a great that technique. That sounds really nice. good. Kick, 
Can we do got, it now? We, I, need, we, I need to wrap it up. I've oh, got a few minutes so left. <laughs> I can open it up. If you've got any quick questions you do want to ask our sleep panel, does anyone have anything specific they want to know or ask um, anybody out here? I actually do have a question which I would like to ask you. Well, go on, Lily. Fiber before bed. Too much fiber. Is it going to make my stomach start doing weird things in the night, which ultimately keeps me awake? Because I found this an issue recently. Well, and I don't know. Very honest. It depends how much. <laughs> it depends how much fiber you're having. I mean, I've written loads of stuff in veganuary because people are so yes. bloated from eating so many beans and pasta. That's true. So it really is different for everybody. Yeah. Uh, my, yeah. I tell you what's really good before you go to bed. If you've got digestive problems, is a magnesium supplement. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Morning. For clockwork, help you sleep. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay. So and what's I, your thoughts on CBD? Ooh. This is a big I like one CBD, at the moment. Ooh. but there's no there's there's research linking to it's possibly new. anxiety and sleep, but it's not that strong. Yet. Um, yet. I think yet. yet. Well, but, I, I, but I think I, it really I, works. I, I, I've taken it. I, I, I must admit, I think I think it gets a lot of bad press. I think you know we've got we've got mm. these eighty <clears throat> beta cannabinoids already in our system. Yeah. The, yes, the thing about CBD is is two things. One, what's the quality like? Because there's a lot of bad you know a lot of people Good so point. get the quality where are you getting it and, from and, and to the dosage yeah uh, and and those are the things that that, that that are being you know needs to be looked at yeah and i we think might that's not really be, important we might not be able to get it anyway there's a lot of legislation on it so in a year's time mm. it could be that well it is it's about to, to emerge it, so. the only thing i'm gonna say and i say this on purpose is a colleague of mine dr danny gordon who's not yet here hopefully she will be next year but she's about to launch in june 2020 the cbd Bible. She's a double board certified Canadian doctor, completely evidence-based, and she is challenging the NHS and NHS doctors to prescribe CBD for anxiety and insomnia. So it is being looked at. We know it works for pain. We we all know, okay, a lot of the people that I'm working with, particularly for PTSD, it's massively helpful. So I wouldn't say it's a bad thing. I'm working with people that are self-prescribing. I'm not able to as a sleep mental health therapist, but I can tell you the NHS are looking at it, but there's a massive time lag, Mm. inevitability with Canada and the US and the UK. So so do do your own skill set start researching and, and think there's nothing wrong with this it. for me yeah. exactly see if it works honestly check it out there's no bad thing a couple of questions and in particular good supplement brands uh, I work with a few but I think it's a bit of try. It's you've really got to test them and it depends which supplement you want some of them have better supplements in terms of absorption and stuff like that so it just depends I can talk to you later if you want if you've got a specific yeah. one that you're thinking about something similar about the magnesium because there's flakes tablets sprays creams yeah I'm a bit confused Everything. in the best way I'd go, for, I'd go for a tablet look for one that's about 375 milligrams that's your daily nice. your daily top um and again, just try try the different brands. Like there's different types. Mm. There's magnesium citrate. There's magnesium oxide. There's all sorts of different ones. So it's really just test them test them out. But you shouldn't have to spend yeah. loads of money on this mm. at no. all. Mm. So just look for. A, 
but I, but I think it's, as you said, it's being intuitive. What do you respond to? Do you find it helps yeah. for you? Don't just be a slave to it because you bought it for 30 days. With supplements, give it, I always say, give it a couple of months and have nice. a month off. And if you see that you notice mm. a difference, that's great. They well, don't work for everybody. Mostly they work if you're lacking in that nutrient, then you'll see a difference. Um, and you don't need big doses and you don't need handfuls of yeah. loads of different stuff. You can get everything you need from food. They're there just to sort of bridge any gaps. That might exist. That's so. really helpful. Thank you, Rob. Yeah, Thank cool. you, guys. Well, I just want to give a massive round of applause to our panel this morning. And I hope you'll have a marvellous night's sleep. Phones out the bedroom, do your meditation, yeah. eat the right food, wind down, and maybe, even though it is Saturday, swerve the alcohol. But I know that, that's a hard one for a lot of us on a Saturday. But thank you so much for coming this morning, and I hope you have a great rest of thank your day. You, thank you, guys. Thank, thank you, Lucy. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Your Live Well. You can join us for more episodes and find out about future Live Well events at livewelllondon.com. But for now, take care, live well, and we will see you next time.